Hello, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of the Star Bros Podcast. Thank you for joining us, as always. Thank you to our new listeners that are here. We are excited that you're here, and we are here to continue the conversation around the Book of Boba Fett. And this uh, this episode will be titled The Revenge of the Fett, because I got some real revenge vibes from this past episode. Oh, so yes. Can't wait to dive into that one. I am joined, as always, yes, by that voice that you hear, uh, my bro host, John Solo. <laughs> What? And I'm joined as always by the other voice that you hear, my pro host Ben Skywalker. <laughs> and it was the fact that you like chimed in like right before I introduced you. It was like that that voice that you're hearing is the guy that you you know is always oh. on this thing with me. <laughs> okay, I see what you say now. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. So this thing we call a podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> how are you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Um, I I was just thinking about uh, I had a snack before uh, we jumped on. Good call. What? Like I was thinking about like what the media must look like on Tatooine and what the media must look like on Mos Espa. Like, I mean, like do you the hollow net cover- or what? Like, is there like a uh, a newspaper that covers the comings and goings of Makshais and of Boba Fett and whoever the Damio is and, and all that stuff? Do you like? Do you think that there's like a tabloid or something that everybody reads when um, they're just hanging out and you know? Uh, saving up money for the watermonger i like the idea of the tabloid specifically just like something that completely makes crap up and yeah uh, it says <laughs> this week in the book of boba fett <laughs> and maybe that's where the boba t- fett sleeps in back to tank <laughs> oh that's a lie yeah and that's where black chrysanthemum was just like oh here's my opportunity or something you know yes. reading that in the yeah. tabloid i don't know man I maybe i when as soon as he said that this is weird, but like I just got this crossover between like the Martyrs map from Harry Potter, and, and like you could yeah. see where Mokshais and Boba Fett were all at all times and stuff like that. It's like that, that seems like a bit oh, of a security issue, but well, that would be kind of cool, right? That that would be kind of cool. Yeah, if if the, if anybody's out there writing fan fiction that yeah. takes the form of a tabloid of what's happening on Mos Espa. Um, or, or in and around the the deal makers and the movers and shakers of Mos Espa. I want to read that. So totally. let us know. But um, yeah, I, I, like it, it's interesting when, and, and not to get too ahead of ourselves, but it's interesting to think about like, if you live in this town and job is gone and now um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's gone. Like, what are people saying? You know, what are, what are they tweeting about? What what is like the newspaper look like in that town? <laughs> Just something I was wondering about. Yeah. Um. When I should have been wondering wondering about other things that are more constructive, adult type talk topics like paying bills and you know <laughs> worrying about that type of stuff. But that's what I was thinking about, and uh, I'm doing great. How how are you doing? I'm good. You, I gotta get. To, I'll answer that question in a second. But you you said something really funny in the chat this week, yesterday, right? And and I. I don't use it very every often day. every day. You said something like, <laughs> was that gonk a little bigger? Like, was that an XL gonk? And I just, as soon as you said that, I was like, I don't do this very often because I hate when I get it, even though I deserve it a lot. I sent you that nerd gift. I was like, gosh, only, only nerds would think about this. Was that, was that like, like the, the gonk that goes on the bottom of a Tesla or something? <laughs> I don't know. And I wasn't, I wasn't body shaming the gonk. I wasn't judging it anyway. <laughs> But I just, I thought it was like a, an XL, like maybe like a little extra battery for, I don't, I don't know, for uh, whatever. Yeah. Like that, that's like the American supersize gonk. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is uh, you know, 
too precise. What's the McDonald's? Uh, I don't I don't go there enough. I guess like the uh, the different menu sizes. Like yes, supersize me. Yeah, yeah. Need a lot yep. of juice today. So, yeah, but you definitely you definitely called me out for being a nerd, and I I totally accept that it's, because that that felt appropriate after you know sending you guys a specific text message about whether or not it was a bigger gunk than normal. It was funny though. I loved it. And it, it just, it merited that, that, that gift in that moment, just because that's a very nerdy thing for us all to think, but maybe yes. there's some truth to that. Um, and we'll get to the gonk again in a second. Cause I, uh, there is another reason why we'll need to bring up, but to answer your question, I'm good. I, I went back to Michigan this past weekend and we went to a hockey game and brought my daughter to that. So, um, awesome. And it was like a, you know, the best of both worlds. They scored a lot and they didn't let any goals in. So, you know, one for nothing. Wow. So um, that's the best kind of game you can hope to attend. So had a good time. And then, you know, it was white knuckle on the way home and a few snowstorms that we got up here. It has been cold here in the Northeast people. Very cold. Oh, yes. Even in Michigan, it was yep. cold. But then I found out that like, at home, it was like in the single digits. Last night I looked up and it was a, uh, 10 degrees felt like two degrees as I was walking to my car out of class. Mm-hmm. It was so cold. So the, these are for anybody who's listening from another part of the world. These are like minus 15, minus 20 degrees Celsius, Celsius days and, you know, even colder at night. So is it that low? Yeah, it's been, I don't know if it's that low, maybe negative. Well, we've, we've had, yeah, we, we've had some, um, I think it was Saturday night while uh, you were in Michigan with the wind chill. It felt like negative 20 Fahrenheit here. Uh, so things were just sort of freezing solid. Um, I, a friend of mine, uh, was up in Vermont, which is not that close to here, but in the grand scheme of things, also not that far. Um, <laughs> and he went outside with a room temperature glass of water for like five minutes and it started to freeze. The edges of it were frozen That's when he went back inside. Crazy man. Wow. Cause it was that cold. Wow. Um, so wow, a wow, little wow, bit wow. warmer than that here. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not all that much better. So we're, we're where I don't think we're expecting any snow anytime soon. We had a little bit here and there, but yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's full on winter. It is. It's crazy, man. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see it through. We'll get the spring. We've got some exciting things to talk about in the spring in a second. That's, that's the best segue I can do right now into our next nice. segment. How's well, that? <laughs> that's really well done. All right. Well, yeah, let's get to our first segment. Whatever the heck that segment is. News called. from across the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of casualties on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Uh, yeah. Who are these guys, by the way, that every time that we bring up the news, something bad happens to them? Something bad happens to them. I don't know. I hope there's enough back to tanks to go around for all those guys. <laughs> I hope so, too. And while they're recovering, they, I'm full of segues today. Um, they, they sit there and play on their PlayStation or Xbox because this spring, see, there was a reason for that segue. Wow. This spring, there will be a lot of Star Wars to enjoy. Yes. Uh, let's start with the first piece, which <laughs> is we finally, now you remember for like, at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about like, when is that Lego Skywalker saga coming out? We have a day and just kidding. They just said indefinitely postponed. And, you know, we almost forgot that it was even happening. Yep. Well, guess what? We got a date again. We got it. And date. I think, I think we're done. It's not moving. I, what do I, you think? I think this is going to stick. It, it seems definitive. Like they didn't say like, the spring or the month they said april 5th 2022 this game is coming out april 5th great day to look forward to uh 
it's the what what do you call it when it's like it's four five instead of five four, which is May the fourth. Maybe they uh, did that on purpose. Maybe they did that, yeah, for the the different uh. markets around the world. I didn't even think of that. That is a good call. Um I we we were talking before though, the like the all the major retailers have not as of as of this morning, not yeah. caught on to the news. Like if you go on Amazon to pre order, it still says you're gonna get it in twenty twenty three. But yep. let's take them on their word. Like you're probably gonna have this game in hand in April. Um I, I don't think there's gonna be another delay here. So very, very exciting. You can unlock three hundred characters. Yes. Three hundred. And there's the DLC packs that they uh they usually save for later stuff so you can buy right out of the gate. Ooh. So all like and I think some of the packages were like Rogue One and Solo and uh my mandalorian was part of that season one and two uh there was like a trooper pack or something so you can get all of those right out of the gates those expansion character packs so and i don't know if that's part of the 300 or not maybe we can look into that but holy cow that would be really cool to collect all those i don't believe there are stories attached to those it's just the characters so i hope i hope they add the stories later on Mm -hmm. um I think I thought that was their original intention. Like this is such a big game for them. And that's yep. why I think the delays were, were justified and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a good call to make, like get this game perfect because this was the first Lego they came, game they came out with and it wasn't perfect mm-hmm. as, but like, it was great for the time. It was so fun. It was what started everything. But like, as you look back on it, 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 it was glitchy it uh it didn't have as many of the shortcuts figured out that they have today like they're gonna put the best lego game out and they've i've played a lot of those lego games like they've made a ton of progress in making it better over time so i cannot wait to see like them nail the home run with this i'm excited for it what about you i'm excited and i i I got really excited at the 300 character thing because that means they can do some like deep cut characters like going back to gunk like yeah if you're gonna have 300 characters, one of them might be Gonk. Like it, it is, it is. Is it? Yeah. See, see so that, that was why I said I want to bring it back up. That so now I'm clicking pre-order right now. <laughs> right now you just like Amazon. <laughs> I'm probably. I don't know if I'm going to do GameStop Amazon. You can get some um some uh if you do the deluxe edition pre-order, you can get uh one of the vendors. I think it might be Amazon. You can get a little minifigure of of Luke with the blue milk mustache oh boy. that looks funny uh i think if you go to gamestop you can get a little mini x-wing lego kit cool uh i don't know which one to choose but i can only choose one because i'm not spending 70 bucks twice just for true mini figurines true um and, and I'll, I'll i'll probably um just go for the convenience so the the gym that i go to um is right next to a gamestop and every time there's a, mm. a big new pokemon game coming out with some type of um exclusive thing or whatever people camp out the night before i'm not first in line (laughs) but i go to the (laughs) your other fandom now i go to the gym early in the morning and i see them like this time of year like wrapped up in blankets and sitting in a chair not just pokemon but like whatever like like all these exclusives people turn out for that type of stuff and i'm not sitting on a lawn chair for 12 hours waiting for um so I'll, i'll just get it on amazon or something i'll beat it i'll try to beat everyone to the click before i beat everyone to the door that's I don't know. There you go. That's how I think about it. Um, no, but so with this, they they came out with a great game trailer, like so you can see the gameplay a bit more, and you can really see how they've upgraded uh, this game from previous iterations of 
Lego games, whether that's the Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings or whatever, um, or the, you know, the Force Awakens and Avengers storylines, where they've continually made progress. Like this one, you, you saw like you can do combos, you can do like special tricks. It's not just like the same hit A and that punches them. Yeah. Square and that jumps like, I don't know if I got those buttons right. But point being, like it's, it's going to be a little bit more interactive and involved with the storyline. I don't know what they're going to do with the dialogue because remember they for the force awakens they did like original dialogue and got the actors back to record i got a sense that there will be some dialogue in this that will be pulled from the movies but nobody came back to like re-record new lines or anything like that i see so we'll see what happens there um but the gameplay itself looks great and that's where i saw the gonk like you can be the gonk you could be a tuscan raider and you can do special uh, moves based on who you choose, which is, yes. I think what they did with the Marvel ones, like yeah. every character had a different, like you could do their superpower with that character, which was a, a great feature. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited for it. Um, I am going to click pre-order and then we'll be talking about it, I'm sure, uh, once we get our hands on it and play a little bit. Yeah, totally. It might take us months to get through it all, but... <laughs> probably, probably. I will be spending my time with that. Awesome. Um, Anything else on, on that one? Not on that one. Um, uh, what else do we got? Well, if you are done playing the video game in the spring and you're still recovering and you're back to tank, then you can turn on Disney Plus and watch The Bad Batch Season 2. The Bad Batch. apparently, <laughs> as Omega might say, yep. uh, you can sit down and watch The Bad Batch in spring because it's official. I think we already knew this, but like uh, there was a publication, I think Star Wars Insider, where it like specifically called out that Bad Batch season two would be coming in the spring. Mm-hmm. My guess is similar to last year where it came on May 4th. So yep. if you had to pin me down to say, when do we think we're going to get it in the spring? Cause that's like three months worth of time. I guess this is, is May 4th. That that um, seems perfectly reasonable. Day. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think that's probably spot on. Um, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be great. Uh, so we're going to be wrapping up. Let me think we're going to be wrapping up book of Boba Fett in February, is that right? Yep, yep. In February, it, I keep forgetting. Is it six episodes or eight episodes? Like, I think it's seven it's, or seven in between. <laughs> okay. So what was so this week was four? Yeah. So and, and four. So, so later in February, we'll be wrapping up Book of Boba Fett, which means you poor souls and us will have to go like a whole month without something brand new from Star Wars, except the comics. We'll get a Star Wars comic. Oh, yeah. As, or comics in March, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yep. But that's that. That's just how spoiled we are these days. Like we've got awesome new content coming out constantly, um, and and we're still supposed to get Kenobi and Andor and Andor, so, and then uh, you know just beyond the horizon in twenty twenty three, probably I don't know, end of twenty twenty two, maybe Mandalorian. I think twenty twenty three. I don't think they've even started filming yet, or if they have, it's like just at the beginning stages. So it, it, that could be pushing it, but it's probably going to be early 2023 is my guess. Yep. And then Ooh. you got the Ahsoka series right behind that. Oh, or right, right around right. that. Oh my gosh. So spoiled. But so spoiled. Um, speaking of Mandalorians, uh, do you want to say, as always, this episode is going to be all about the last two chapters of the book of Boba Fett. And maybe we'll go back to chapters one and two a little bit. So it's going to be chock full of spoilers. And I say that, pause the podcast now if you haven't watched chapter four (laughs) i think we're getting the mandalorian in chapter five you are jumping right to the end look at you yeah (laughs) uh we let's just 
Let's I don't know if I want to that. talk. We haven't even gotten to segment two yet. We, we haven't. <laughs> but we, we will haven't. have to talk about that. Yes. Um, but yes, Bad Batch coming. Very excited for it. Um, I, I'm assuming that it's the same uh, personnel involved in season one, which delivered. So uh, yeah, we yeah. will uh, buckle Filoni. up. Yep. Yep. And a, a Filoni all Is that what they say? all I don't know. It's just that yes. see that shortcut everybody. Everywhere. Yes. Um, so what's, what's the last thing that we want to chat about as part of the news? The last thing that we wanted to mention that we don't talk about enough is just the awesome, awesome collection of comics that are coming out on a regular basis. Um, primarily the Star Wars, the High Republic comics that you and I have been covering um, along with their bro host Chris Ryan's picked one up this week uh, yep. for the Braxio for channel. Yes. And um, uh, which which we do from time to time uh, on the Braxium YouTube channel. Uh, which every Wednesday when Star Wars comics are dropping, you can expect to see a brand new quick shot. And we've been covering, um, I've, I've been covering Marvel's The High Republic series, which is written by Kevin Scott, who has uh, created other Star Wars content. Um, and uh, that's been a really, really cool story that's centered on what I'm starting to think might be one of the Jedi who leads to the downfall of the Jedi. And we're starting to see, I think, a little bit of that in some recent issues. And that's been really cool because we've gotten to meet new villains along the way, um, heroes who are sort of on the brink and so on. Um, I also started covering this brand new um, Marquee on Row series. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we got to see the origin story or at least a big part of the origin story in this uh, in issue number one, which just came out, I think, last week. Um, Mm -hmm. So really really cool stuff there and you've been covering um the high republic adventures which has yep. some of my my favorite characters of the new star wars like of this high republic era are are daniel jose older characters in, in yeah. that series lula and zine that sisterhood it's it's been fantastic to cover that one and then they're you know uh zine her conflicted relationship with crick so um this this last one really kind of shifted everything into overdrive and i feel like it 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 kind of helped go back to the beginning the um you know issues one and two i think where uh we started to see this rift form between cricks and Dean and uh everything that all the issues that it created like we're circling back around and maybe can resolve some of those yep. um I don't have too much hope. I mean, this is the High Republic, and we've been punched punched in the guts a lot. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to maintain hope at the moment, but I'm excited for where they take the story. Um, so yeah, and you mentioned the row. That's one. That's Soul, right? Yeah, that's Charles Soul. That's right. Okay, that's fantastic. I love that first that yeah. first um, series. I feel like that's what we've been wanting since this all started. Like. Yeah getting a little bit more backstory on him, who this guy is, where he comes from, what, what race of people he comes from and who they are. Like you start getting a little bit more of that. You get the art of the characters we've been hearing from the books, whether that's, uh, I think Zetar was in this last Marvel issue. You have, um, uh, you know, all all of the henchmen. We've been getting Lorna D uh, as part of the Marvel series as well. But this one also gets you um, Tempest Runners, that are uh attached to the you know the storm um that reports the eye report whatever the you know so 
Um, and and, and yeah. others like I, I've really enjoyed reading about um, some of the Hutt cartel members who are new yeah. um, in, in the High Republic series. Uh, yeah. R- riding into battle with their rancors and things like that. And so yeah. just that line right there, if you haven't read some of these comics, clearly you're missing out because there are huts riding rancors into battle. Right. And that's, you don't want to miss that. Totally no. You don't want to miss that. Um, yeah. So make sure you go check those out. I mean, we're covering the higher Republic because I think they're great. I, I think they're great stories. I'm almost done with uh, the Kevin Scott high Republic book and it's uh it's fantastic stuff. It's great writing and it's great storytelling. So yeah. And, um, and we're, it. we're a year into the higher public yep. comics at this point. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we're starting to get like the Marvel one that just came out was uh, the Captain Scott one was issue 13. Um, so if you want to binge at this point, if you want to get started, like you can really dig into it and, and um, sort of like when the Netflix series drops 12 episodes at once, you can just tear through it. It's all, it's all yeah. really good stuff. So if it's you're joining now, you're not, you're not too late. You can just enjoy it and binge it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. I think that covers our first segment. That's the news. Right? What's maybe, our second segment called? Maybe what? that'll, maybe that'll be the jingle for ending the, the news. For, That's the news. That's the news. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the sign to move on you just like one of us will be like that's the news right yeah right in the middle of me talking about something <laughs> exactly um all right what uh what what is our next segment called i, for, I forget Let's more to the story dun, 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 dun. yes i need to come up with something better that's pretty good We'll stick with it. Um, well, we did get more to the story this these past two weeks mm-hmm. on the Book of Boba Fett, uh, and it is progressing very nicely, in my not so humble opinion. There have been a plethora of opinions out there, not so much on this this episode four. I feel like I maybe I just didn't take to Twitter to see what everyone was saying as much, but it didn't feel like there was anything as controversial with this episode. Th- the this one, one, this one. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I was very surprised no, no. by this. This one is the highest rated one so far. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, mm. all that stuff, it, it's been a zigzag, and this one is like a few points higher than Chapter Two, which was previously everybody's fave i have a theory of why that could be okay and i think it's because everyone was going why does he need the back the tank why is he turning so soft why is he like this isn't my boba um all that kind of rant and this one actually helped to resolve some of those things to say this is why he is going the direction he's going in this is why he needs the back the tank oh and guess what he's a little anti-hero he he yeah. can do some questionable revenge like things hence why we call this one the prevent the fact um so i think it just really helped to establish what it's set up so far and that's yep. my theory yeah uh, i'm 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 along with you for that ride um but let, let's talk a little bit about the episodes here so we have chapters three and chapter four um Still, still not a hundred percent clear on the naming convention. By the way, so it's the book. How so? And we're talking about each of these as being chapters from the book, um, mm-hmm. but there is no actual physical book or something like that. And uh, I'm thinking t- uh, to another uh, movie maker who I really like, Wes Anderson, and a lot of his a lot of his uh, movies are basically focused on a certain type of media and it like really shows up that way 
like he made a movie in the late nineties called Rushmore and the movie kind of runs like a play. And in between different parts of the movie, there is actually a, um, a curtain that like lifts up and reveals the next scene and things like that. Uh, and then he had another movie that was like a book. And like, as the, as the story progresses, like the book opens up and you see different chapters and things like that. So that's kind of where my mind went when I saw it was book of Boba Fett and the first episode is called chapter one, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but strictly speaking, no, no, no actual book yet, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot of story though. I, I will say, and that's, that's, so that's what it like, is. It's a figurative book. Yes. Yeah. Um, but th- they're covering a lot of timeline here and giving you a lot of great detail oh, yeah. of what's happened since, uh, everything that happened on Tatooine and, um, return of the Jedi all the way up to present day. So in like, we're covering like five years of time in a very short period and in, in seven episodes. Yep. So there, there is something to be said about that. Yeah. Um, but this first, this first one that we'll cover the streets of Mos Espa. Yep. Uh, I, this one was an interesting one. It was one of the lower rated ones on IMDb, uh, the lowest of the four so far. Um, but I thought was was full of a lot of great stuff. Like, even though there was a lot for people to complain about, if you just sit back and take it at, um, and take it out of context, maybe you could see why people didn't like it so much but within the context especially that's set up in episode four or chapter four yeah um it's actually really important in establishing a conflict that is ahead and the the defining moment of the the tuscan raiders in his life so which we'll get to in a second oh yeah um but the we start out with (laughs) i laughed uh red stapler guy (laughs) i don't know what (laughs) what to call him other than that um but he comes in and the real big theme of that first piece of it is what kind of leader is boba fett going to be um is and they talk about that like everyone's waiting to see what you're going to do how you're going to lead how they're going to respond and it kind of reminded me like i mean you and i are in business like when a new ceo comes into a company everyone's like kind of waiting what what is he or she going to establish uh, as their style as their mo and yeah uh you know you see when you see that transition period happen from one to another like the baton handing whether it's in this case because boba fett came in and said your time's up my turn um you know there is a little bit of that redefining power and style and i feel like that's what this first bit stood up and reminded you of is like, we're still waiting to see what kind of leader Boba Fett's going to be. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. And I think what we find out is he's not necessarily the type of leader that people expected. Um, so right. when the water manga monger Lorth appeal is the character's name, um, approaches him, uh, you know, he doesn't do it entirely in a deferential way. He says some of the right stuff. Um, like he approaches, I, I, well, he, I think he approaches with like a little bit of the right posture of, you know, I'm, I'm humbly asking you. Um, but then he hits you with an, well, you know, nobody respects you. Yeah, um, I'm insulted so, on your behalf. All right. So that, that, that's, that's a pretty open dig right there. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, and so I, when, when Boba Fett sort of goes, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look into this for you after that guy says something like that and his head doesn't roll and he doesn't end up in the ranker pit. Um, <laughs> I think that guy probably walks out going, you know, who's this guy? Yeah. Uh, like he's going to be another pushover like the Fortuna maybe. Um, but then 
what does he do? He goes out and runs into the cyborg gang or whatever people are calling them. The, um, I've, I've heard them say a few few different things. The mods was what stood out in the next chapter, Gathering yep. Storm. Um, so let's call them the mods. I like that term. The mods. Um, so he run he runs into all of them and then does something that neither the mods nor Lorth Appeal expected, which is you know mm. he freaks out at the price of water. He's he's ripping people off. He's gouging people. And he decides to hire these kids who are otherwise unemployed. Um, so like nobody saw that coming. Um, and to me, like that was just like a doubly smart move because the watermonger did not show him the appropriate level of respect. And therefore he kind of got what he gave out in terms of like um, that lack of respect and that just that bad vibe and that energy. Uh, and for somebody who's trying to consolidate power, you can't be super choosy when you're trying to find people to back you up on the street. And it seems like these guys have the pulse on the street. So, yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was a clever move. And by the way, quick aside, I think um, the mods, that whole thing, I, I think is a play on, I think a lot of people on Twitter have picked up on this. Um, the, the band legendary rock band, the who had an album called Quadrophenia. And a big part of it was these teenage British kids on scooters who called themselves the mods running around and getting into fights and causing trouble because they had no work and nothing else to do. So mm. I think that John Favreau is probably uh, a fan of legendary British rock band, the who, and maybe saw that movie or something and decided Very to. Very interesting. Yeah. Great connection. Yep. And, and, I didn't know and, that. and they, they don't ride Vespas. They ride the Vespa competitor Lambretta scooters, which is <laughs> a different brand. Um, but they're covered in all those mirrors and some yeah. of them are like candy colored, which I know that you know, we can get into that. A lot of people felt strongly about, but um, yeah, I think, I think it's a direct homage to all of that. And he took, he took, he takes the mod thing, you know, to the next level and that they're modified in some way. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's just get to that now because everyone did kind of freak out and I admit like it does stick out. Like what are these colorful Easter egg colored Vespas? doing yeah. in star wars on tatooine now if that yeah. was on naboo if that was on <laughs> coruscant maybe nobody freaks out maybe nobody yeah. goes crazy i mean because we've gotten those kind of things on on those planets before and so it kind of yes. fits into the vibe of that place. Fits and in. You, you get it because that's also where you kind of a lot of wealth is and this is kind of a sig- symbol of that but these aren't wealthy these are work from the workers district they're not wealthy and things like so why are they driving around on this but then they kind of established this new new coming group the mods uh and what their focus is they love art and they love uh droids and they they love making themselves look cool and stuff like that mm-hmm. like, that's their focus i kind of thought about a, a group of people who may not have the most luxurious life but this is what matters most to them and we can yeah. probably point to a lot of groups even in our galaxy and that are like that where yeah. you know maybe they don't have the greatest house but that tattoo is really cool I, you know or, or something like that S- like that's like what that. matters to them i, I yeah. thought of tattoos a lot with with this group uh okay okay yeah a different type of body modification but yeah um a, a, a quick plug to our friends at uh, Fulcrum Entertainment who had us on, I think yeah. it was two weeks ago now, to talk about Chapter 2. Um, and I went back and I watched uh, – they had Salacious Rum on there. Um, 
who who is a quacky monkey lizard who um does the whole podcasting character it was amazing yeah um but they were ta- they were talking about uh the streets of mosespa chapter three and i thought harrison from fulcrum entertainment brought up a really really good point which was um if you've ever lived like in the middle of nowhere and or in a small town that's sort of boring you you probably especially if you were younger you probably knew some people who looked dressed and acted as if they were not in that place. So somebody like kids who dressed like really flamboyantly or, you know, had yeah. a, you know, fluorescent red Mohawk or something like that. And you, you pan out a little bit and you're like, Oh, you're in broken arrow, Oklahoma. Like there's <laughs> nothing going on here. Um, so <laughs> you're friends with a guy named what's his name? Randy, Randy, Randy. <laughs> we haven't talked about Randy in a while. <laughs> nope. He's back. Um, oh, you, you know, he's all over Reddit and Twitter complaining <laughs> about this episode. This episode is his, his field day. Yes. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are new to the podcast, Randy is a made up character who rec- rec- who represents the fandom menace. And, uh, his only personality trait is that he, um, is mad about all the new star Wars stuff. And so yeah. when, when we make fun of people, um, which look, people are entitled to their opinions. I think the thing totally. that we we get annoyed is when people tell us that we should not enjoy something about Star Wars because it's not cool enough or whatever. But yeah. um Honestly, but anyway, it's more just in a bit of fun. But <laughs> it's just in a bit of fun. It's in a bit of fun. Um but uh, going back to Harrison's point, I thought he made a, a really good point that, you know, there are some people who kind of reject where they are. And Mosespa seems like not a super cool Mosespa is not those other places that you named. It's not Coruscant. It's not the center of the universe. And so these guys maybe don't have the means to get off world and go somewhere cooler, but maybe they have the means to be able to afford a cool scooter and maybe some body modifications. And so that's how they kind of take themselves out of the, the boredom of where they are. Yeah. And you know, stealing water when it's overpriced too, you know, which was the best part about that whole scene was uh, Boba taking a stand and saying, you know what, I'm not going to fight you just because this guy came and said that, you know, I should reach from the seats. I'm going to come in and make my own judgment call. And he, in my opinion, makes the right one. He gets one of the biggest things we're talking about. Like, how is he trying to create a a power, uh, you know, this powerful empire and family with nobody? Like he's got to attract some people and he finds his opportunity to do that. He's like, I like the way you talk. And, and, and they kind of taken aback at first, like, Oh, you're not here to, to kill us and to enforce and tell us what we did was wrong. You're here to say good job actually. And, to give us a job and to you know have us back up our talk uh sounds good like they they get on board pretty quickly but because boba fett was so convincing in the way that he delivered that um and and the way that he stood up to the to the guy and and realizing like he's not just going to be here and say like oh because you're a business with me like uh yeah i'm just going to let you do whatever you want charge him 1300 i don't care like no i'm not all for that like be fair. Don't be a jerk. Keep the streets safe. Keep the business running. Do it right, though. Like yeah. I, I like that. I, I he's establishing the type of leader. Again, what's the point of this whole bit? Establishing the kind of leader he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of what we saw really early on, maybe even in one of the trailers, I can't recall now, but he said something like, "I intend to rule with respect." Yep. And, and we're seeing that. that- that's not just from him to each person he interacts with, but I think he's trying to enforce that between people like watermonger. You can't rip those guys off or they're going to steal from you. They should pay you back a little bit, but not what you want because that is ripping them off. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I think, you know, that that's setting a tone, like you said. Yeah. And, and we see it again later on. We'll jump to this real quick and then jump back. But we see this with Black Chrysanthemum, which uh, comes in, fights them. Mm-hmm. He loses, right? He gets trapped. Um, you know, the muscle that he's hired is, is obviously paid off in that moment. And, uh, you know, later on, when the huts come back, Black Chrysanthemum, they let Black Chrysanthemum go. And he says, no hard feelings, this business. And gives him a little advice from one bounty hunter to the other. Like, he's he is earning everyone's respect no matter where he goes or what they've done or yeah. what he does yep his focus is on respect and you see that theme playing out from the beginning so it's not just a throwaway line it's like a theme that's been weaved through every episode so far which i like yeah and and his approach to it though i think you know visually you know he's he's cutting people a break he's trying to lead with respect but he's always got his armor on he's always got his blaster in his hand yeah like it, it's always, you know, maybe a second away from like descending into them fighting and whatever. And so I think that 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 threat makes sure like just that threat being there, I think, ensures that people don't step all over him just yeah. because he's, you know, in air quotes, being nice. Yeah, um, he's not. He's he's, he, he's still acting in his own self-interest and he's still mm-hmm. trying to act in a way to get away from working from working for dumb people. But yeah, um. But yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, unfortunately and sadly, what happens to the Tuscan yes. Raiders in this episode. One, one, of, one of the just another thing that I think uh, Harrison from Fulc- Fulcrum Entertainment predicted, um, but I think a lot of us hoped that, that he was wrong. So what happens to those poor guys? Gosh, the worst. And and I I watched that and my gut just dropped out of me. Yeah. Um, I I guess I didn't see it coming. I was hoping for something a little bit different. Me like yep. I was hoping it was like, hey, I'm I've got some work to do to continue, you know, pursuing your self interest and things like that. Uh, yeah. And and he leaves amicably with the effort, with the point being like he's going to focus on. No, this becomes more of a character defining moment for him. Oh, um, totally. And I guess I was watching this, and I I will admit I I was a bit angry at Boba Fett. I yeah. was I, I wasn't like um mad in the sense like it's it's irredeemable you've done something terrible but it's almost like not seeing the th- how standing up to the pikes in this case and he didn't know at first that there were pikes probably but that in doing the the train heist it led to yes. their demise you know yeah um so i i think that that was like yeah a little bit of anger but it was mostly just you feel for the tuscans now and i i juxtaposed two things and i want want your reaction to this um this is a complete 180 from the massacre we've seen of of tuscan raiders in the past in attack of the clones that's a great point i didn't even think of that yeah i mean you feel completely differently seeing this you 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 didn't see the aftermath of the first one but you heard it you knew what happened and And that that was that was enough. It was dark. It yeah. was hurtful, but you you didn't feel for the Tuscan Raiders. You kind of like, yeah, but it's just Tuscans. This you, is you more didn't about see Anakin. The child sized gaffy stick getting put on no. the funeral pyre or anything like no. that. No. You didn't and, and you were meant to still kind of not like them then because they had captured Shmi and she yeah. was, she died and like there was a ton of reasons to not like them. In this one you're felt you're made to feel completely different you see the child 
and you know that a child was killed as part of this even though it was yeah. said before you see it now right right um a woman was killed right you hear about it before you see it now um you, you know at the leader everyone like you had a connection with these people now and it felt yeah. worse yeah so i love the 180 that they did and how they made you feel different about it this time around yeah yeah and um I, the one one of the things that i expected to see more of that we didn't get was i thought that boba would be kicking himself for what happened i thought he'd be like you know just beside himself for the fact that he kind of he brought trouble to the tuscan camp like that that you know he was trying to help and he did help you know he helped eliminate that train and hopefully struck a deal at the pikes so he thought at the time um Mm-hmm. But if he had not done that, they would all be alive. So I just kind of wondered yeah. why we didn't see more of him, like you know, writhing on the ground in guilt. Um, I that would be, but that would have been a bit out of character for me. Um, I think he's seen that's enough fair. in life. He yeah, knows the suffering of others. He's seen it. He's caused it. He's he, he's not that kind of person. He gets yep. it. It's eating him up. He becomes a vagabond on the in the desert, and we see that in the next episode. Um, like, because think about it, for, you know, for starters, the time frame of when all this happens. We don't know how long he was with the Tuscans, but keep in mind, like, this starts like right at the end of the Return of the Jedi, right? Yep. The, in chapter one, and by chapter four, now we're right in the timeline of the Mandalorian series, which we know is what four or five years after yeah. Return of the Jedi. Right. There's a big time coverage in these few episodes and i would believe that chapters one and two are probably the first year you know um and then chapter three is somewhere still within that year so between chapters three and four Mm. at least in this flashback is a long time he's been a vagabond in the desert for a long time and this is not sitting well with him he is not uh happy with this he has scores to settle as we'll talk about later so yeah um you know i i think that there is a uh a bit of angst and annoyance and guilt and all that that is festering in him after this and we we do see a little bit of that aftermath when he again in chapter four um when he's having some conversations with fennec shan that this isn't settling well with him so yeah, he didn't react in that way. I think you saw like a zoom when he was um uh when he was cleaning up the mess, as we'll say. He had yep. some uh tears in his eyes, but you could see it was just mostly yeah. anger and guilt that were swelling up. Yeah. So it's there. It's there, that's fair. And then as if that isn't bad enough, um he's awoken from his back to tank dream slash flashback by who ripping him out of the tank black chrysanthemum we knew it was coming but yep. how it would come was was interesting that was a great fight it was it was uh gritty it was it was very gritty it was a little bit dark um a good question that some people raised out in the interwebs was how how did black chrysanthemum get all the way to him how did he get all the way to the back to tank wasn't fennec shand keeping an eye out weren't the Warriors keeping an eye out I mean, what? nighttime black fur kind of blends in. Like he's, he slipped uh, through. He's he's good at what he does, you know. So just as good as Fennec Shand is, like he's just as good too. So you know, uh, 
admirable match. But yeah, it's a good question. He slips by everybody. But and nighttime is like whoever whoever is on guard is usually tired anyway. So like there's <laughs> there's opportunity galore. That that's true. Yeah, a lot a lot of people are trying to read a lot into that. Maybe there's something to it, but at the same time, um, like like you said, we have to give him credit. Like supposedly he is an extraordinary bounty hunter. Like he yeah. can find a way in to get to his target. So yeah, totally. Um, yeah, r- really good kind of um, uh, fast. Uh, so th- remember, this is a Robert Rodriguez uh, yep. <laughs> episode. So you know he's known for his action. He delivers in this fight scene. Um, and we get another another really good kind of like respectful Boba moment when um, one of his Gamorrean guards is hurt pretty badly. And he says, get him to my back to tank. And he shares, mm-hmm. even though he himself is injured, he gives up his seat in the back to tank for his loyal guard. That's true. Yeah. Um, very good point. I haven't even, haven't even thought of that. Um I think the more interesting parts of the scene was, you know, it's a great, great fighting sequence. And we get, we see Black Crescent and he's trapped and, you know, uh, in the rancor pit. And then eventually he's let go once the huts come back and, and yes. say, Hey, we're sorry. We got some peace offerings. You see the huts do what they do best, which is like, we tried to kill you, but we're sorry. Here's our peace offering. It's a pretty good one. So, all right, we'll, we'll call it, call it even. Um, no, no hard feelings, things like that. Uh, you were just doing your job. Um, I, I I found it interesting. I love their line, the um we don't want war, it's bad for business. Yeah. Which that, that's not, they've laugh. said it multiple times. They have. Uh it makes me laugh for two reasons. One, like we're the bounty hunters. We see the huts kind of get thick. I think they learned their lesson from that, is what my guess is. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. war is bad for business, and we've already learned that. So that was one thought, like tie back to that series. But then specifically, like this is Star Wars. Wars are what we're what this whole thing is known for. That's what, that's what it's all about. And uh, I was thinking too about um, in The Last Jedi when we go to Canto Bite and there's all the war profiteers. Like yeah. war is a business. It's not, it's, maybe it's bad for some businesses, but it is a business. It's bad for the Hutt's business. It's bad for the Hutt's business. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so. just, it's just not good. And so they're like, we're, we're out of here. We're, we're done with this. The Pikes, we don't want to pick any fights with them. We want to keep things like they're, they're a big power syndicate. We're a big power syndicate. And we've had yes. some struggles as, as of late. So we're not going to pick this fight. Um, so that was interesting. But I think the more interesting part was the, the Huts bring a gift, the Rancor. Yep. And we learn a lot about Rancors. We do. Um, and we, we learn a lot of that also from Danny Trejo, who makes his yeah. first appearance in Star Wars, which a lot of people were really excited about. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. What did you think of like the Hut delivery scene? I thought I thought the Hut was so subdued. And I wondered if... Um, the rancor, that, you mean? The, the, the rancor, rancor I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the, the, I thought the rancor was subdued. Um, is that like a, a uh, you know, is that going to be, you know, three times its size when it gets, you know, full grown, things like that? Oh, like totally. Lot, lot, lots of questions. Um, but um, forget what Fennec Shan says. Uh, oh, that's quite a gift. It's quite a gift. Yeah. And it sure is. It is. I mean, we know the power of a rancor. I mean, we saw the what rancors can can do. Like they can get, they can get people talking. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just the threat of them is scary yes. even if you're the, the type that would normally hold your tongue or be really yep. good at it uh so yeah i mean it is quite the gift i mean they talk about how it's still a calf so it's not really aggressive yet um but even just the the fact that i mean danny Trejo gets the opportunity to deliver a lot of these teachings which is great but uh the fact that they're loving creatures have you ever looked at a rancor like as a loving creature absolutely not and then it makes me feel really bad 
um, because I guess they've been abused and portrayed differently. And so like now yeah. you think back to the Ranker Keeper um, in the original trilogy and how sad he is when, when Luke kills his Ranker and maybe it looks, makes a little bit more sense. You know, m- maybe, maybe that guy experienced that love from Batista, the potato bear Rancor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you feel it's not just like, I really like this violent thing. Like maybe, maybe that was the guy that uh, the Rancor had bonded with. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, right. Batisa specifically. Batisa. So, uh, uh, yeah, the fact that we'll now look at them as loving creatures, not just great fighters, which they mentioned, and the whole like idea of imprinting on the first, I don't yeah. know if it was human or like life form that, that he sees, um, but how important that is. Um, yeah. And then they do the reveal I thought was really good because I, I think I didn't really catch up until that moment that um, – the ranker had a blinder on and then yeah. uh Danny Trejo peels it off and and the, you know the little eye, beady eyes start blinking um that was a really really kind of cool moment and had no idea that that was a thing the yeah. imprinting thing yeah i i like it personally and it's a way to say hey let's this is Favreau and Floney's way of saying let's take what we've got and build on it and yeah. i i love this and and specifically um, we get this a little bit more with the last, with the the next episode we'll talk about in just a second, but I I learned something about Boba Fett. You see how how his demeanor changes with animals like the Rancor. He yeah. becomes a bit of a and, and, the, and, and the Bantha and the Bantha, right? I think that's that's a thing that um was in the TV show The Sopranos. Was uh there's a couple things where Tony Soprano, who is the crime boss, just loves animals, like loves a racehorse at one point and things yeah. like that, and just really respects majestic, you know, bits of nature and things like that. Um, yeah. But then we'll go, you know, and crush people's skulls and whatever. Totally. But I think there's there's something there about him, about both that we learned, that he's an animal lover, first of all, uh, and he has a lot more respect and tolerance for them than he does people. He does not treat people the same way. Right, right. Um, and I think, you know, it's because, uh, I think he doesn't care for overly complicated relationships, things like that. And animals have a nice way of simplifying things. So when an animal likes you, it's pretty uncomplicated. They don't necessarily want anything from you. They just kind of like you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he recognizes some of that. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, where, where else does this episode take us? Uh, so the street chase. Yeah, That's the street the chase, which, part. yeah, a lot of people had a meltdown about that. We hope that they're all doing okay. <laughs> Randy, we hope you're doing all right. Really, we do. Um, all right, so here, here are a few thoughts that I have on this. Yes, okay. it was slower. I agree. There were moments where it was a little underwhelming. Was it completely enough to take you out? In moments. Uh, yeah. Does it make it bad? No. My thought is that this might be a limitation of the uh, of the volume where they're filming these. And, and I think that's whether this was filmed. I don't know if this was practical. Or yes. Anything, but I, I think that's part of this. I, I, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, because you don't like the volume is big, but it's not that big. You can't have a full car chase in it. Right. So if that's the case, then we we just may need it's a learning form They're like this is new technology they may go oh you know if we're going to do chases with this and this is what it's going to look like maybe we don't want to do this in the volume maybe we want to go for yeah. practical if we can but this yep. is post-pandemic world so this might be the best that they can do with for the moment i don't know 
Um, yeah. But that was one thought I had. Uh, other than that, I mean, it was nice to see the Vespa gang in action and see what they can pull off and to see like what yeah. the mods are capable of and the modifications yes. they do to themselves. Yeah. And, and the other thing that um, kind of stood out to me from the chase scene is if we go back to the back to tank when Black Crescent pulls Boba out, the the mods do come to his rescue. The mods try to surround Black yeah. Crescent and 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 and, uh, and capture him and save the day. So after that moment, you're kind of rooting for them. Like mm-hmm. they showed up for Boba Fett in a way where yeah. they put themselves at risk. Um, so then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, these are our guys, and yeah. okay, like they're colorful and they're not super fast. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I I I can move on from that. I'm I'm not I'm not super stressed out about that. Me neither. Uh, again, I think there were still some great moments in it where you could tell it was going fast. If you really, and and they did a lot of like slow mo stuff as part of it too. So yeah. you got to make sure you discern between like what's real time speed and slow mo because like when he rams into the water tower, that's a little that slows down to kind of show the effect a little bit. So just just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were a ton of Easter eggs in this too. Tons. My favorite being. There were astromech droids, there were pit droids, there were protocol droids, but the Jabba painting was the coolest. Um, because that, that they was drove Rob concept art. No yeah. way. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, man, that's such a good one. That's yeah, such a good a really one. really good one. I got to go um, back and watch it and like do like a frame by frame if I can. That's so cool. Yeah, it, 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 that one was a, a really good one. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you can now buy that poster in Galaxy's Edge for... Three hundred dollars or whatever, probably, or at least a, a print of it that's eight by twelve. A print, a, a print. Yep, yep. Uh, twelve by eight by. 12, I don't know. Um, anyway, let's because uh, I know we got we're a little pressed for time, so let's 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 move on to the next episode. Unless you got anything to cover on this one again, uh, I'll, I'll just say um, it, it's interesting how quickly the uh, major domo gives up the mayor, and then you know we know that Mukshayis is working with the Pikes and uh yeah you know that that kind of that, yeah. that paints the picture for boba fett he knows who he's got to go after and he knows where he's got to go next well and at the same time he knew that would be his toughest score to settle and we again, we're getting ahead to the next episode but like he talked about scores yeah. to settle that's his biggest one and that will be his hardest yep. one to settle so yeah uh he's all i think there's parts of him that's like oh great i'm getting in with the pikes but then he's like good i'm getting in with the pikes i've got a score to settle yep so that's going to be good yeah. to see. Um, the Gathering Storm is the next episode. So yes. Where do we start with this one? We, if, if I'm not mistaken, we start in the back to tank. And um, we start in yeah. flashback. And we go back to, um, if you remember from the second season of The Mandalorian where Boba Fett shows up, he does show up with his original ship that we get to see all those years ago. And there's the question of how does he get it back? And so part of this is... Um, him rescuing Fennec Shand, uh, taking her to the mods. She becomes a mod mm-hmm. and then they go and, uh, get his ship back. And that, that, that's a core part of the episode is Boba Fett, uh, is associated with his ship, uh, and with his armor. And this episode is kind of about him, like reassembling all those things that make him Boba Fett, at least visually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I this is where I think we get the biggest time jump that I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. where he's been a vagabond for a while. He's been yep. letting this whole, all this guilt fester. And he, I think he comes across Fennec Chan and I think he recognizes her. 
yeah personally because they're they were bounty hunters both of them independent ones you know your competition you know your friend who especially who especially the best ones you know who they are yes exactly so i think he recognizes her and, the, and so he instantly realizes hey she can help me if i save her. yes if so i save her there's something in it for him to do that yep. Yep. It's not just motivated by altruism. Yep. That's a good point. Um, but everybody wins because she gets to live. Um, and she gets this really interesting modification that we got to see in the uh, season two of The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. you know, this the, all the different gears and things like that in, in her stomach. And I thought it was really interesting when the guy who does the mods, I don't, I don't know what you would call him, like the engineer slash doctor guy. Um, I thought it was really interesting when Boba Fett asks if he's going to close her up and he's like, why would I cover up this beautiful work? (laughs) Yeah. It's like these modifications are going back to our last episode where we're talking about the mods and how some of it looked a little bit silly to people, I guess, but um, it's a status symbol. It is a Mm -hmm. cool thing that you've invested in. And one of the characters, I think in this episode, uh, Boba Fett asks one of the mods, like keep your eye out. And that mod happens to have a modified eye and he's like, Hey, I paid a lot of money for this. Like I'm, I, yeah. I'm proud of it. So that was, that was um, the very end of the streets of the most Aspa. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, so to me like that, that was, uh, I guess the assumption was like, Hey, I'm not covering up my terrific work that I've done on this bounty hunter. Um, right. so that, that was kind of an, an interesting little twist. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> The what did you think of the scene of uh, them kind of working their way through Jabba's palace to get to his ship and get through all the guards and and so on? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll answer your question in a second. But one last thing on that with the, um, remember earlier I was saying like the tattoos, uh, like this yes. kind of reminds me of tattoos. This yeah. was called the mod parlor, and you usually hear the term tattoo parlor. Tattoo right? parlor. So like you're to- this, oh, you're totally right. This is where I think they're taking inspiration from from that a bit and saying like let's kind of what would the that version of like tattooing be in star wars modifying yourself and so i think that's a really cool um uh cool thing to to kind of relate it there um but to know to answer your question yeah because that's the next part of this is like the whole recovering um boba ship it's 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 a great scene you know the 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 action i love the little ball that they had to like that fennec had to um to survey the, yes the inside it of scans the, everything yep. yeah uh that was cool but even better than that was um was again this is where we see like his connection with the animals like with with the bantha like go oh, make baby banthas he says there's um, like a there's a good bantha line almost every episode yeah uh, totally yeah um but we get a, a tiny little bit of insight too about um you know the, the grief that he has from the tuscan uh, yeah. massacre and you know she's willing to help him to pay off their debt his, her debt at first is what yeah. how he she thinks about it um yeah. but the, you know I, I guess the, the thought i had was great we're finally going to see him reunited with this ship but it it's more important that after three four years of letting this grief fester you know fanic shand is his way to get his revenge to yes start settling the scores that exist and so he he finally gets his chance to get his ship back but it's more about it's not about the ship it's about the scores that he wants to settle i i think it's about the scores and i think it's about like his identity because i think um 
yeah, you know, I, like like I said, I think his armor and I think his ship sort of helped define him and defined, and I guess like in a past tense too, like they defined him as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I I don't think that he at that point in time wants to necessarily go back to bounty hunting, um, but he wants to kind of get back some of his mojo that he lost when they took the armor when when yeah. his ship was taken away. Um, yeah. Some 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 people complain that the the fight scenes throughout Jabba's palace were like a little bit Disney, especially like in, in when they were fighting in the kitchen. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a I thought it was a cool place to have some combat with you know the droid chopping everything up, and then the the chef yeah. droid turns into um, yes. like like a like a general Grievous with all the spinning blades and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I thought the the little slippery like bunny droid guy was really good. I th- I thought there was just like some really good kind of like um uh like some silly stuff on top of like some really good action. And I also liked how uh the ship didn't just like naturally slip out of like the cargo bay and just fly away. Like it's grinding mm-hmm. against the walls and crashing mm-hmm. and Boba can't see where he's going and he can't shoot and whatever. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I thought that that was like, that added like a nice bit of tension and excitement to everything. Oh um, yeah. And you know, sometimes in some of the media that we enjoy, things go pretty smoothly for the heroes, but that's not the case here. Heroes using the term loosely, right? Using uh, the term loosely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of like, it's been a while since he's been on the bike. You yes. know, and, and so there's a little bit of rust to shake off and it's been a while since yep. he's flown his ship around. A little bit of rust to shake off and just more than shaking, he grinds it against the walls um, but, to get it off. But let, let, let's talk about the first thing he does when they're loose. Um, he blows up a biker gang and yeah, I I guess that's them. I guess that's the ones that took out the Tuscan Raider camp. I Well, I, I think so. Yes. Um, I would assume. <laughs> but I mean... Yes, like in the first, he's like step one, settle the score, and he knows that they're the easiest one to settle the score with. As soon as he's got a ship back, he can take them out. Um, yep. And so, I the first thought I had was, I'll call him Randy, right? Um, yeah. Is this the boba you wanted? Because this is the boba you're getting. You know, it, this is the your chance to see boba be questionable. Do you know? Do stuff that is yep. obviously the anti-hero um yes you know he's killing him in cold blood cold and cold blood yep at, so, uh, unremorseful uh-huh. you know not even just making sure he tries to get everybody like nobody yeah. gets away and then um, he looks at Fennec shan and he's like you're cool with this right because if not yes. i'm throwing you out and she's just right. like i'm good with it no problem <laughs> and and then immediately after that we go over to the sarlacc pit and so i was watching this early in the morning and i was kind of like rubbing my eyes like half asleep <laughs> i i assumed he was just gonna blow up the sarlacc pit i i forgot that oh he might think that his armor is in there yeah like, i thought he was going to settle the score and just torch the sarlacc pit too well i thought um, the sarlacc was dead and i think he might have thought that too so my question was more why did he think that his armor was there to begin with he must have forgot that he got out with the armor and he must have been so you know? dazed and and so out of it uh and uh he must have just blacked out that that he must have no memory of climbing out and then you know getting getting stripped off so yeah maybe he thought it was dead um and maybe he was just going there to kind of like kick sand in its dead eye or whatever but, yeah and just, um let me just double check that you didn't take this back yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, um 
and that, there were some cool shots there of the the way that um the ship tipped forward and they were like really sort of leaning in and and, and yeah. peering around in there and stuff um some i i thought the seismic charge was some serious fan service oh, yeah. that none of us are upset about nobody um, <laughs> but actually i saw i saw one guy online um who said uh and any fighter pilot would be really frustrated if they had to unbuckle out of their seat to use one of their weapons and it's like bro how many fighter pilots do you know like have you like is this like a normal conversation that you have or are you just a randy sitting behind your keyboard saying stuff because because fennec shan had to had to stand up and get out of her seat to hit the seismic charge button um but that was for dramatic effect it's a show well yes it, but also it was exciting like, uh maybe it was it, it maybe boba fett could have reached it and he's he, the he pilot he's the pilot okay, um, I don't and even... she and she she made the call to do that so yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people were like well i don't know about just that stop. Um, just stop so that that's where I'm like all right you're fine you were stretching now really laughed, really stretching i laughed more at the you know um he doesn't even say thank you to fennec chan he's just like next time don't touch my buttons <laughs> like, <laughs> like no thank you like um uh, he just uh he, yeah he he just can't say anything nice apparently yep doesn't matter yep. what you do um, yeah. And so like this is where I thought like we're getting the boba that everyone expected a bit more. And yeah. we're still seeing that this is part of his character. It isn't left. Um we're also getting answers to why he still needs a back to think because he went back into the Sarlacc bit and got all that acid on him. So yes. there there were some scars that he had to to uh you know to heal there. We also yep. understand why he's doing what he's doing that he's like i'm done with bounty and he talks about this more earlier in the episode like i'm done with bounty hunting i won't want to be a hunter anymore i i want to stop working for idiots i can do this better that's the big thing yep right and and then even and then we fast forward again to this where um you know he's like all right fennec you're good at what you do i need brains and muscle and you've got both and I can give you something everybody else can. You you want your independence, sure, whatever. But I can give you loyalty and give you a cut in, and that's that's important. It's temp- I think that's tempting for her. I don't wonder if that's enough, but it is yeah. tempting for her. Yes. Um, but I I thought the more interesting part was when Fennec says that being around the Tuscans has made him soft, mm. and all is, the yeah. fanboys and stuff were thinking that. Yes. And yeah. I feel like Rodriguez is like, I know you're going to think that, so I'm going to plant that. And yep. say you're wrong, and Boba Fett yeah. gets the chance to say that. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, and I, I thought that that was a little bit wild too, because uh, to me, like they're like the toughest, hardiest people, um, in like in some parts of the galaxy. Like yeah. you can't mess with the Tuscans. Like they are exposed to the elements in the desert, and they find a way to survive. And you know, they're just to me, they're just tough as nails. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, I thought, I thought she had a point in that being accepted. And being brought into, you know, what is essentially an extended family, I think does soften your heart a little bit, but it's still Boba Fett. And I think we're getting hints that he's going to act like Boba Fett and he's going to continue to, 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 to be tough and, and now potentially vengeful. Vengeful. Like those pieces of who we know he is are still there. Yes. We saw that a plenty in this episode when he's fighting yep. everybody, but then he still hasn't forgotten the lesson he learned from the Tuscans. And while yes. Fennec thinks that's made him soft, he's there to correct her and be like, no, it's made me strong because I learned a valuable lesson. And I learned yep. there was only so far you can get without a tribe. And so 
he, yeah. he learned that lesson and that's the key here it's i'm still that you know that vengeful it's just business but i will mm -hmm. take i'll do whatever it takes i'll well said. kill in cold blood if i have to but i have to have a tribe and i cannot yep. do what i want to do and leading with respect and doing better than what everyone else around me has done because everyone can't do it right it seems i can yep. do it better as long as i get a tribe and that lesson i think is it, it was a lesson to everybody watching the show just like before you judge me mm -hmm. realize i'm progressing here and i'm learning mm -hmm. as i go and i'm i'm you know i, I don't want to say like beyond your primitive ways because there's those are still yeah. there uh yeah but he's definitely going beyond and and, and progressing as a character which yeah. he needs to he, yeah that's what makes a good show i think that's what i think you're right and i think we're seeing it happen to others too i think we're yeah. seeing it I th so i think fennec is progressing um to, to jump ahead a little bit you know black chrysanthemum is showing shades of the past you know yeah he's still he still rips off the trandoshan's arm um but it grows back uh, for oh, yeah. Trandoshans, so yeah, he'll be exactly. okay. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I think he's he's also thinking like, all right, well, maybe things can be different for me. Maybe maybe I can have a different employment situation. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, towards the end of the episode, we get the big kind of like summit when Boba yeah. Fett brings in all these different like neighborhood regional crime bosses and, and basically says like, maybe things can be a little bit different. Maybe we can come to an agreement. Um, and and yeah. they're all skeptical. And I, I thought that they played some of that stuff really well, but they are skeptical while being permissive. They're kind of like, okay, if this is what you want to do, we'll probably stay out of your way. Um, so what'd you think about the, uh, the big summit scene with all the other guys? I thought it was fantastic. Uh, look, the, 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 what I was just thinking of is like, he's got the mods now. Yep. He's got the Rancors. Yes. Or the Rancor, sorry. Uh, he's got Black Chrysanthemum. And the whole point of that scene was to show, again, Black Chrysanthemum where he is to give you a little bit of his history and what kind of where he's coming from. But it was mm -hmm. also to show you, uh, you know, where he comes in and, and says, yeah, you know what? I will work for you right now, Boba Fett, because yep. I see an opportunity here. That's huge. And now he's got his biggest obstacle out of his way. And he's got the opportunity to kind of prove what he's worth with, with, in fighting the pikes. Um, so I think, and, was... and I th it, by the way, I think that's a perfect way to put it. Like it would be great if they were all on his side, mm -hmm. but he will take them just sort of staying out of the way. Yeah. Like that, yep. that, that, that's a huge win. It, it's huge. Um, and, and, but I think that's like the progress he's made in establishing his tribe. Yeah. Like he's gotten some big right. muscle on his side and he knows that he doesn't have enough just yet. Um, yep. But but this the scene is really about like getting everyone. He knows that they're gonna. He says, pursue their own self interest, um, yep. and he lets them do that, which is great because he still remains on top at the end of it all, knowing that it's it's rocky. But he gets the chance yep. to prove himself without the threats anymore. I, so I, I think there's one more thing that we learn after the meeting. Yes, and that is he's he's got almost all the pieces that he needs, except he needs an, another missing piece he's got all the credits in the world but he needs muscle and luckily mm -hmm. as fennec reminds him it can buy some muscle and we don't get told what that muscle will be but we get a clue and it's a musical mm -hmm. clue yes and if you're good enough at picking up on those kind of cues then you know where he could be going and i say could be because 
maybe he's going after Din Djarin Mandalorian. Okay, so the cue is the Mandalorian music plays. The, the theme, yeah, the, the motif theme. or whatever they call it, yeah. Yes. Is it Din Djarin Mandalorian? Is it Armorer and their group Mandalorians? Yep, it could be Jon it... Favreau and, and Mandalorian armor, yep. <laughs> That would be great. I'd be there for that. Is it Bo-Katan? I don't think it's Bo-Katan. They've got some... I don't some think so either. But yeah. Um, you know, issues. Uh, yeah. But who is it? We'll find out. Uh, I think... I, I'm hoping that we find out this week, but it could be it could be a seed that they plant that doesn't... Um, that we don't see until... You know, there's only three episodes left. It might not come up this week, but I'm, I'm hoping that it does. I'm hoping so too. Uh, and I'm hoping as Din Djarin. Um, I think that would be great. I, think, I mean, I hope so, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's one way of Boba calling him up and saying, listen, remember that one time I helped you to get Grogu back? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I need you to come here now and help me yep. get some uh, get some people off my back, fight a war that, with me. That would be awesome, I, but I feel like I haven't seen anything. Well, I don't, you know, they're really good at keeping some of the stuff under wraps, but I haven't seen anything of like uh, uh, Pedro Pascal seen on Book of Boba Fett set, any of that stuff, but um, we just, that doesn't mean anything. We just watched Disney bring back spider-man from multiple yeah. timelines and, and do it and in made great it work fashion. i know yep. i didn't i didn't do a spoiler preview but if you haven't seen that yet it's been over a month so i don't know that's yep. that's well out in the, the world now but like yep. they can do it they they can yeah. get that without leagues coming out um and it's not that hard because i mean he's already he he could have just been saying i'm going to do some work for mandalorian 3 Yep. season three yeah you know? yeah so um or filmed it like well in advance and as part of season two so you never know that's another thing they could have done that's a great point yep. yeah um but anyway no this is this was a fantastic episode i love what they set up uh i love that they've closed off the past now and so we're just it looks like we're just going to be focused on the present we got the backstory yep. that we need so let's tell you what happens if, after this as he establishes himself as the daimyo cannot wait for the next episodes because they've I, I love the direction they're taking with the character, with the show, with the conflict, yep. with the pikes, and we oh, want to yes. see it all play out now. Yep. Can't wait until uh, Wednesday of next week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anything else that you want to say? Any parting words? No, I, um, I'm excited to be back in a couple of weeks to talk about chapters five and six. And then um, just after that, we'll have the finale. So um, we're going to have a bunch of uh, Book of Boba Fett talk coming up. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. And we're, I guess, just at, like the halfway point now, a little bit past the halfway point. So yeah, um, I think this is where the pedal hits the metal. So I am pumped. Mm, that's true. Uh, yeah, we can't wait to cover the next couple episodes in two more weeks with everybody. Um, this is this has been a great ride. We hope you're enjoying it with us. Um, yep. Thank you for listening as always. Thank you for being here. Uh, you know, thank you for your support. You know, in whatever form that you've uh, you've offered that. If you want to reach out and communicate and talk to us, we want to talk back. Um, you can email us at the Starbros. <laughs> what? <laughs> we do want to talk back. Yeah, we do want out. to talk back. Um, so reach out to us, Starbros Podcast. Uh, sorry, let me say that slower. The Starbros Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Starbros Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Did I miss anything? Bro Acting YouTube um, channel? The Bro Axiom YouTube channel. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, we cover the High Republic comics and there's a bunch of other awesome Star Wars stuff on there too. So don't don't miss that. Do not miss that. And yeah, keep coming back for more. We'll we're here oh, every other week. We yep. love that you listen and we want to talk to you, like we said. So thank you yes. again, as as always, 
we said we have to part by saying thank you um i think there's one more thing that we do to part two i think there i think there is one more thing i think it's your turn to do the one more thing yeah yeah it's my turn i wonder how this was found Give all right. It's a wrap. <laughs> it was a late laugh.